Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid Ahmed. In this episode, uh, we're talking to Errol Erdman. And here uh, we have Errol Erdman. He created the... I don't know if you can hear behind me. My son is repeating everything I'm saying. That's added value, my friend. That's added value. That's right. It's added um, value, yes. So Errol created the LinkedIn um, Facebook group, and it's been growing. And uh, here we have here we have Errol. Uh, tell us more about uh, the journey and how you came up about it. Yeah. Well. Uh, thanks, Nate. Well, um, I have to say, too, I was really excited today. We got some really good, uh, solid people. I've been focusing a lot on trying to actually network up and increase some of the overall branding of, of my brand, uh, yeah. including LinkedIn Mastery. And I was real excited to get uh, Robert Moore uh, into our group, who's actually endorsed by Les Brown, just shared stage with Raymond Aaron and Rob, Bob Proctor. Wow. Um, and so ultimately, I uh, got another uh, you know real solid entrepreneur uh, that's in with a solid business. and been working on growing that um that group uh yeah so essentially the linkedin mastery uh with uh, three e's at the end instead of a y yep uh, so linkedin mastery we've been uh, focused on growing that sort of was an outcrop of the connecting that i've been doing uh here via linkedin so mm -hmm. uh, you know we initially connected i think we initially connected actually at the linkedin local is that right yeah that's right we connected yeah. at the the march linkedin local uh here in reston yep yep so been focused on LinkedIn for, you know, for probably about a year and a half, two years now, and, and really started getting a lot of traction starting last, probably November, December. And in that process of really just digging into LinkedIn, I uh, learned quite a lot. And one of the value propositions that I started to kind of understand I could offer for entrepreneurs was helping them to get sort of results out of LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, and in that process of trying to understand how to create engagement uh, and try to get results from LinkedIn myself, I kind of got more honed into my sort of target audience, which is entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, and a big piece of this sort of uh, growth on LinkedIn and um, trying to figure out how to get results myself, a big portion of that is this connecting piece one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So connecting via LinkedIn, hopping on calls, really understanding what people do, and then really focusing on trying to connect them to other people, to other resources, or ultimately trying to connect with what I, with what I do. Um, and so as a way to sort of help uh, pull people more together as another way to continue the conversation, number one, mm -hmm. as another area to just kind of really focus on trying to provide value yeah. uh, and then trying to deepen those relationships even more and sort of cross cross marketing the relationships uh, and as a, as a gathering place for people just to go to and then get you know, content information. Uh, and uh -huh. have another place to focus on LinkedIn, came up with the idea of making this uh, this Facebook group, uh, ultimately just another group, and from there putting in resources that entrepreneurs could get information from. Uh, the reason why I chose Facebook is because mm -hmm. really at the moment, the LinkedIn groups don't really work. Uh, yeah, they don't work initially, they didn't work. Um, but I think recently LinkedIn upped, upped their uh, group game, but we still ha don't have live video on there. Yeah, so I've, I've heard about that. Have you spent much time, have you tried to build a group on LinkedIn yet uh, since they've made those updates or been interacting with anybody that's kind of building their groups in LinkedIn? 
I haven't um, built a group myself, but I believe the LinkedIn Local Nova uh, recently uh, created the group. And mm -hmm. when you log into the group, it almost looks like the LinkedIn's newsfeed. So okay. they brought that new, new looking newsfeed to the okay. group. So it's more organic okay. uh, communication between people. And okay. each post can have comments and likes and whatnot. Okay. So they've brought that similar capabilities. And, okay. and you can have the engagement similar to how you have uh, with your entire network on LinkedIn to bring mm -hmm. that same um, ability to the groups. But again, LinkedIn is at a much younger stage compared to where Facebook's been and how long Facebook has been around. Sure. Uh, so Facebook groups do have a lot more breadth to them than LinkedIn would. Interesting, yeah. I almost, so now that I've, I've had that group and it's been growing, uh, my time has also uh, changed a bit. Some of my ability to, to spend time on um, new projects has, has kind of shifted a bit. So, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, it's on my mind to kind of dig in a little bit more to LinkedIn groups. Mm -hmm. I, my schedule over the past probably nine months has been very different than it is now. Yeah. I had more time at that time to kind of build some structure. So um, I do plan to kind of check out the LinkedIn groups. Uh -huh. uh, but initially, I kind of set it up there on Facebook. Um, I have found it, though, helpful in one other respect to Facebook is that most of the people that are on LinkedIn also have a Facebook page. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people, of people do. A lot of people build those email lists, right, as a way to kind of uh, stay in contact with people and to, to later on push out content that your you know people are doing or yeah. information. And I almost yeah. feel like being connected both on LinkedIn and then also on Facebook by having the Facebook group. It also is another avenue to kind of deepen on another platform. Yeah, so I think that's kind of interesting, an interesting part of it too, when somebody's thinking about building out a group. No, that's that's absolutely right. Building your community and building it out and having ability to engage with them is, is monumental. And I think Facebook, like you said, Facebook and most people who are on LinkedIn and have LinkedIn businesses have their Facebook pages because uh, they, they definitely have a larger reach into people's lives and be able to uh, target even. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, so so that's pretty awesome, and um, I really uh, really like the engagement you've, that you've created, and I know time commitment is a is a big thing. Um, it all it all comes down to right um, how much time can you dedicate, and based on the the amount of time that you dedicate, will also um, okay, will also create. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> talking about the uh, the amount of time spending so that's i mean especially for for people who are like for myself just being my side hustle right it's yep. it's much much harder to focus yeah. the time and um figure out what to do well, well you know it's interesting I, I think the, the like the transition or the idea of this is a good thing to talk about being that you have kids in the background yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that probably is not being talked about enough, right, on LinkedIn, like, or in general with this entrepreneurship uh, focus, 
yeah what it really means like to start building when you have kids and when you are married right and exactly when you juggle when you're having to juggle uh really maintaining the family right maintaining the yes. family uh, dynamic uh if you commit too much time you'll be taking time away from the relationship you have with your significant other and exactly and it's, you also if you're staying up too late or getting up too early right yeah it may affect your ability to stay present with your family right and this whole entrepreneurship thing you know, you know you hear gary v for example talk about the amount of time committed and you can give everything you've got to it but ultimately yeah. other things are starting to suffer right not only is entrepreneurship going to be something where you're you know in the valley quite often because the amount of time you're failing but in addition, if you're having to try to, you know, juggle the ups and downs of that and what that means for an entrepreneur, but then in addition, you're trying to manage this other family side. Exactly. Uh, you know, entrepreneurs that are just starting off at 20, right? Or thinking yeah. of entrepreneurship, they have no commitments. It's a different ball game. It's a, it's a different, it's a different totally. experience. That is so true. That is so true. And that's, those are the people that we're seeing on those are the people that we're seeing a lot on LinkedIn and they're popping up and they're, you know, they're, they're just finished college or they're, they're dropping out of college. They have so much time to dedicate to their one thing. And right. as, as, um, as married parents, right. With, you have kids, you have, kids have activities that they need to go to that you need to take them to and they have school and, you know, you got to help them with homework and you got to make sure they get to bed on time and, and sometimes it's it's really hard to say, all right, by the time I get my kids to bed, I'm so exhausted that I just want to eat dinner and just watch TV. And but I would you know what what I should be doing is spending you know sitting on the computer and, and creating these engagement with my community and, and um it's it's just really hard. So most of the time that I end up recording my podcast is on the drive is when I'm driving to work or coming back uh, from work to home, that's when I'm recording the podcast. And sure, on the weekends, I, I take some time out to do the editing on the podcast or go work on the bees uh, and, you know, spend time there. Again, it, it all comes down to, okay, what is going to give me the massive change? And, and that's why um, Gary V says, hey, if you want to grow your side hustle, you got to make it your full-time job. But again, you know, it all comes down to, okay, how much compromise are you going to do in other parts, parts of your lives? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not, it's not talk, talking about at all uh, in any of the places that I've seen. Yeah, like I actually, I, I connected, uh, so one of the newer additions, so I know you're in LinkedIn Mastery too, and mm -hmm. one of the newer additions, uh, so uh, uh, Wilton Rogers, uh, so he just joined us, and mm -hmm. so he's an entrepreneur, he actually, very interestingly, you know, before Eric Thomas became really big, yeah. uh, while Eric Thomas was still teaching at Michigan State, uh, I interestingly found out that he one-on-one -on -one coached Wilton uh, uh, and he was coaching him around 2008 when the, uh, when the real estate bubble burst, right? He was in the real yeah. estate doing really yeah. well, bubble burst, right? And he crashed and burned, right? He crashed. Wow. Uh, and in, um, in working with Eric Thomas, he actually repositioned his business and he went into fitness. He d developed a fitness business yeah. and created, I think it was, he, he mentioned a couple businesses really successful, sold them. He was going around and speaking and, and helping in a lot of different ways. And I still need to dig in more to really understand the whole story. Yeah. But what he, what he told me is that as he got older, he got close to his forties. Uh, he, and he was in this case, 
you know, married, about to have kids. Like he has young kids now. Um, if you hold, he, yeah. Hold on a second. I have a crying baby. I need to go get. <laughs> sure, sure. There you go. Yeah. The, you know? All right, I'm back. All right. That was so. The, this is the was, third one, right? So I have eight year old, a three and a half year old, and an eight month old baby. So wow. one of them had to uh, go for his class. And of course, uh, our nanny leaves around five o'clock. Mm -hmm. So she was sleeping, but the, the middle child woke her, woke her up. So she was crying her lungs out. Um, so I'll go, you know, I'll go pick her up. All right. So back to what you were telling us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so essentially, um, you know, looking at the direction that he made, he ended up actually, he was doing apparently a lot of speaking and doing a lot of travel. And yeah. essentially as he kind of transitioned into his forties was yeah. kind of wanting to make a change because it wasn't as conducive to the type of family life that he wanted to have Yeah. and shifted. And now has got a completely different type of business. Nice. And in this case, you know, business, he's got 15 sales reps and uh, has a growing, growing business, you know, very much still not more, but kind of shifted. Yeah. And so um, those are some, some kind of, you know, some interesting, uh, interesting dynamics as you kind of bring in family and you bring in kids and you kind of look at the, that amount of time you need to sacrifice and how you can kind of make these additional, uh, you know, I guess this additional points of value. Yeah. You wanted to uh, create. Yeah, to, that that's so true. Everything, everything takes that precedence. It's it's great that he was able to make the changes that he did. Right, the the type of life that we decide because we all we all get to here. Right, we all get to a point in our lives that um, makes us question. Okay, what we're doing is this something? Is it uh, something we want to do for the rest of our lives? Mm -hmm. And is it, is it um, bringing in the dough and putting a roof on, 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 on the top of, you know, our families? And sure. if that's happening, then, you know, you slowly carve out that time. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very hard. And, and um, it's interesting that, you know, he, that he was doing a lot of speaking engagements. So those speaking engagements, what they do is they help there probably was something that he started off with, but then as you're doing one type of work and then you introduce more people in your life, um, yep. everything, everything changes. I mean, I'm just repeating everything you're saying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is, this is how we are, right? No, it's all good. This is actually your, this conversation. I think this is a good example also of the of networking and opportunity. And yeah, as, so I'm, as I'm speaking with you about this now, I'm getting a little bit more clear in my mind of some other sort of directions or things that I want to explore this, uh, you know, so from your experience of entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. from my experience of entrepreneurship now, some of the ideas that I'm getting more solid that, that I really want to focus on, I kind of think that from our experience, right, you know, yeah. we may be able to speak a little bit more to, um, entering entrepreneurship, you know, with the family, there's so many different things to maybe be successful as you, if you're kind of starting to move into entrepreneurship, exactly. You have the family yeah. things like I'm, I'm really thinking right now at the moment about sort of what it takes to have a, you know, you know, a, a supportive spouse behind you and yeah. essentially, 
you know, they, they say that behind every great man is a great woman. Right? Yeah, that is so, so true. There's so there's, many things to kind of get into there that ultimately, yeah. you know, maybe we need some other people that are speaking in terms of from, from that background, like how do you coach, how do you coach other, you know, married men or other, or other more established uh, people with responsibilities yeah. to, be able to pursue their dreams and to successfully navigate that without breaking their marriage. Right. Exactly. Without alienating their kids. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't really know anybody that's speaking about that too much. No. I mean, um, the only person that I know is speaking is about something similar was Gary Vee. He's taking, he's tell, he's telling how, you know, you should tell your parents to not bug you because in the long run, they're going to appreciate what you're doing because, you know, parents are a huge part of uh, students' lives. You know, a lot of the things that kids do, um, they have to make sure, okay, uh, am I, I mean, because, you know, am I pleasing my parents? Am I doing things um, that meet their standards? And a lot of the times, I mean, why does, why does um, majority of the Southeast Asian uh, people like myself, like Pakistanis and Indians, and, and, you know, why do they go into medical and electronic and programming fields? And we don't see a lot of uh, photographers. We don't see a lot of... Um, uh, actors and a lot of like the arts type of thing. It's because of these, you know, preconceived notions that you, Hey, if you want to make a lot of money. You all, you want to make a life out of yourself. You go be a doctor, you go be an engineer, you go be a programmer. And that's why we, we have a majority of these, you know, the daisies we call them into the, in these fields. But I mean, times are changing. There's there's yep. a lot of lot of Indian actors, a lot of Pakistani actors, and you know they are coming up. There's a lot of stand-up comedians and in different fields and journalism and politics. Even you know, attorney was another one. You know, you go be an attorney, um, mm-hmm. but nobody talked about politics. You know, because there's a lot of first-generation um, uh, first-generation Indians and Pakistanis coming to the United States, but you see a lot of changes when you see second and third generation Pakistanis there and going into totally different fields. They're going into basically whatever field they love to go into, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it, it all comes down to, okay, what did our parents raise us to be? I was just talking to my friend Ali yesterday uh, and he's into music and he, you know, it's not his primary thing that he does, but he loves playing guitar. He loves singing. And he's like, the, the only way I got into it is because uh, I had some, he had some um, liberty and some um, openness from his parents' side. Like, I wanted to get into music, but my dad was like, no, we don't do music in our family. <laughs> Interesting. This is, this is over 20, 25 years ago, of course. Uh, but then 10 years uh, or 15 years ago, my brother, my brother, I, and uh, this Ali that I was talking to, we got into music and we, we did, we did some music production and, and then my brother took it and, you know, he went like further than I did. And then, then my parents were okay. Like, okay. So when I wanted to get into it, right. Then it was taboo, but now it's okay. So, that's you know. so, that's so interesting. I, so now I'm curious. So this must 
be somewhat related to you doing this podcast and some of the, the hobby focus and kind of speaking related, kind of get the word out. There, there's a relation there, correct? There is, yeah. That's phenomenal, man. Yeah. I, it, it, it makes me think, again, with this, this family conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when I take a look at myself, so my, my wife is, uh, is Bolivian, and mm-hmm. that's a, it's a little bit of a different culture. I grew up here. My father's from Turkey. Uh-huh. Um, so I have kind of a blended, my mother was from the States, my father's yeah. Turkish. Yeah. Um, and my growing up, uh, I kind of had a blended family growing up to an extent, although it's mm-hmm. very much American, uh, yeah. culturally raised Turkish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being, being married now with my wife, that culture is a little bit different than the American culture. Yeah. The, the concept of entrepreneurship. So my wife is actually a, a clinically trained dentist. She, okay. Um, so that's her background is professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was an engineer. Yeah. And so ultimately, as I kind of, I'm, I've growing up, I uh, gravitated towards ideas and writing. And, you know, my mother encouraged me more with like writing and art. My father was into art too, but is very much focused professionally on, you know, he's an engineer. Yeah. And uh, when I went to school, I decided to study philosophy and psychology. Still mm-hmm. not, not a very practical studies. No. So I, pursued, I pursued ideas. And my father yeah. was always asking, what are you going to do when you graduate? <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, exactly. But I pretty much, I think we could go into more of those dynamics, but ultimately I gravitated more towards, I think the society here um, and the input from my mother, for example, um, kind of still encouraged me just to pursue my sort of ideas about art and writing. Yeah. As I've kind of pursued my more of the entrepreneurship, um, it's also something where with my with my wife, there's a different kind of concept of income and you know, what the, what the value is. And yeah. there's there's a lot of kind of pushback and forth. Though a lot of the value that I see and what I've been building entrepreneurially, yeah, um, it's because it's not directly yet bringing in income. Um, exactly. There's a question of the value of the time, and I can definitely see a, a relation if you kind of again you're growing up under your parents house right yep and mm-hmm. the family is pretty much like you need to do something practical but you have this desire to do something that's maybe less practical and uh yeah i can definitely see how there would be a conflict there or like a i, I see that it's very yeah, interesting yeah. and and like you said you know your your dad's from turkey and he was an engineer but that that in itself shows you know that you know um, people coming from that era or from that area to the United States. Um, it's like, you know, into this thing, but, uh, yeah, man, this is, this is a conversation that will never end because, um, (laughs) because, um, growing up, right. We have so many different experiences and it all comes down to, you know, what did, what did my parents go into? Like I was, I was not growing up growing up into sports right so i didn't do a lot of sports growing up okay because uh, my parent my dad wasn't into it you know we, we i because i grew up in saudi arabia the only sports sports that i did play were either in school or either with friends i did i played some cricket i played some soccer but i was not very very good at either one of them um and and that's because my dad he he's a computer science analyst himself so because okay. he was into computers, I got into computers as well. And technology is one of my passions. And and um, growing up, I, I did a lot of, you know, reading on technology. And, and 
a lot of the times I can't even, I, you know, it's, it's like hard to even remember what, where, like, where did I get all of this passion into these things? Which I, it, it's really important. Like, like you said, you know, your mom, your mom was open to you trying out these different things. And that's very important as parents to give all the opportunities that we can to our children, because essentially we are their mentors, right? Uh, the, the talk of mentorship comes up and then talk of, you know, um, I'm coaching like some of the things that um, Gary Vee or even Tony Robbins mentioned, or I can't remember. I, I was listening to somebody and they're like, you know, professional athletes have coaches. They're so good because they have coaches. So you need a mentor. Right. So true. And, and growing up, you know, our mentors were essentially our parents and our teachers. And if they guided it in the, the right direction, then we become successful in those areas. So, yeah, man, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Well, Errol, um, it was really, really good talking with you. Um, we definitely do need to do a part two and go deeper into the different things we have uh, come up with and how we're going to, how we can add value to other people's lives and, and um, see where they can take it. Yeah, absolutely. Be good at it. And um, by the way, Rod was here earlier. We were talking about making some videos on, on basically tips on video, mobile video and, and uh, share it with the community. So he was saying hi. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, this was great, man. I'm looking forward to talking more and, you know, digging deep because this is some of the stuff, right. We experience and, and we have like parallel paths, essentially, you know, you've got to take kids like right now I've got to head out to, to the kids, the parents teacher meeting or something. <laughs> My wife's texting me. It's like, dude, we got to go <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I'm coming. So yeah, it's really, um, Awesome. You've moved the 40 minute time limit on your first group meeting. Well, thank you so much. So yeah, we've got, uh, you have a, we had a really good uh, time talking on this podcast. Um, tell the audience um, where they can reach and get more information about Errol. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Junaid. So uh, definitely best place to connect is going to be LinkedIn. So Errol, E-R-O-L, Erdeman, E-R-T-U-M-E-N, on LinkedIn and on Facebook. My Facebook group for entrepreneurs looking to get results out of LinkedIn uh, is LinkedIn Mastery. I replaced the Y with three E's because my initials are E-E-E. So LinkedIn Master E. Uh, nice. That would be the best, uh, two best places. Uh, so on LinkedIn and then on Facebook, LinkedIn Mastery. Perfect. Thank you so much, Errol. Really appreciate yeah, you chatting, uh, chatting with me here on the podcast and connecting with you and, you know, growing together in the future. Yeah, absolutely, Janae. Thanks so much for having me on and uh, yeah, keep on doing what you're doing. Looking forward to continue to connect. Awesome, man. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.